Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. One, two, three. That one felt pretty synced up. Yeah, we're pretty good. Um, Pretty good, Brett. We got recording the Zoom this time. Pretty good, Brett. Keep this in. Hey, Brett. We love you. Brett, we love you. We're doing pretty good. Hey, oh, hey, everyone else. Oh, you're here too. Welcome. Oh, to- you're here too. It's not just Brett. Welcome to On Book, the, the scripted, scripted musical, musical process, process with Zach and the Jess. Show, yeah, the show where we talk to Brett, our editor, <laughs> just because it's like the it's the easiest way for us. He to He never hold of answers fa- Facetimes, and so we're just like, fine, we'll just have you edit these podcasts. <laughs> we'll send you a podcast to edit, and you will talk to you through there. Um, but we're happy the rest of you are here too. Um, if you are just catching up, this is, we used to do an improvised musical. Now we're writing one, which we have done before, but we're sort of documenting the process. Last episode, we sort of, um, came at each other with a bunch of pitches for ideas. And now we're going to sort of drill down on those. Y'all voted in discord and Facebook of the ones that you like. The Instagram poll has not gone up yet, but we think we know which way the tides are going. And also... It's still our decision. It's still ours. We Sorry, still we ours. have to love it, but we not a, not. but we like we like getting uh the we like getting the temperature of the room. Yeah. Um, and it has been, it has been informative. Um what else should we mention? Oh, we There's new this merch. Is coming out when I think it's coming out. There is new well there no either way there's new merch. That's right. There's hats. We got hats. There's hats and pins. Um beautiful hats from Kinship Goods. Uh they've been making like awesome they have a great, amazing store and they make awesome merch for stay at Homekins, Doughboys and the Deep Dive. They make like, it's super cool, like small batch, really amazing merch. So they helped us finally get a hat, mostly for your dad, Zach. And as people have pointed out for me, um, but please get one because Listen, they are, the hat. <laughs> they're great. And I pins, my dad. off dad, book pin hats for you. and every place I cry pins. Um, plus, there's still those new shirts up on, on T Public. Um, all all of these designs, um, besides like the uh, besides the pins, which are from early days, and Ross Ross designed every place I cry. Um, all of those are from Sean Matthew Leary. Shout out, shout out. He does so much for us. Thank you, thank you, Sean Matthew. Um, thank you for coming to our show. If you came to our show, yeah, that's already happened. And as promised, as best we can, um, uh, pending quality, I don't know, this is, I'm speaking about future dates, but, um, per our, our sort of sunset of the traditional podcast, these episodes will become available to you. So yes, these are, these are coming out old school musical off book style. And we are still looking, um, we're still trying to get tour dates for other places that is increasingly looking like it's happening Quarter one, 2024. But don't worry. But we, have, we haven't forgotten you. We're coming. Basically, every uh, city that someone's like, please come here. It's already been communicated. It's already, we're already in the works. So don't worry. We're, we, we we're see trying you. to come here. We are, to be fair, we are trying. <laughs> we would love to come here. <laughs> um, okay. I think that's all the business. I think that's the biz. Now let's move to the business of show. Show business. The business of show. Um, okay. So last time we just sort of like floated around log lines. All right. What are those, what are our early numbers, Zach? Okay. So the early numbers is coming out on top. Uh, and and I'm going to go from the discord first is the 15 year old portal one, which I think we both love. That's great. Um, we do need to drill down a little bit more on specifically what it is, but, uh, that's, that's got the most, 
Second is Bear College Hibernation. No surprise there. Um, and then after that, uh, Love Island Phantom. And then after that, uh, Moon Mart. I love Moon Mart. Uh, yeah. I mean, those are all ideas I'm pretty stoked about. Yeah. And then in the Facebook, I think less voting happening there, but 15-year-old portal and then Bear College, then Haunted House, mm, mm-hmm. and then Love Island Phantom. Um so let's just let's let's speak on those for a, for a little bit. Um what's ca- what's calling to you? I mean, yeah, definitely Speak on it, Queen. <laughs> definitely obviously like Portal was my like number one idea coming into last episode of like, these are things that I feel like came to me from looking at like the word cloud and also just the experience of going through all 300 episodes. I was a little like, oh man, let's not run away from the fact that I think a coming of age story is really our sweet spot. And And so many portals. And we really do talk about portals. So many portals. And I was like, well, I don't really want to deal with time travel. Um, which my initial idea is still, you could get into some like timeline issues. Sorry, did you say do or do not want to do I don't like, right. like a lot of the portals dealt with like a freezing of time or like you could get sucked into this portal or like it didn't get as, I think the one with the Doughboys, maybe the portal, like Nick was actually an eternal 11 year old or something like that, which is maybe what was right. like cooking in my head of like, oh, it could be interesting to have it be more like a freezing of time. Cause I don't want to deal with like, well, if I, I'm talking to my future self. And if they give me too much information, it'll break the timeline. Like, I don't want any of that. Right. We had also talked briefly about like people, you getting to talk to other historical figures through the portal, but they're always their 15 year old versions of themselves. Which I really like that. Me too. But I don't know that we want to necessarily deal with like Napoleon knows what iPhones are now. How does that affect history? <laughs> like, sure. like what's the butterfly? I mean, there's small butterfly effect things that I think are potentially funny. funny. But if you get into the like real like I, that's not the that's not the A story, right? Like that's I think annoying and confusing and the math never really works out in a satisfying way. It doesn't ever really make sense. Yeah, I think it's more like if the portal gives our hero like impressions of these people in time so they can affect like the hero's life but they're more like they are on like a fixed uh like they are not going to learn anything from the hero they are there just to like that this is a learning loop that goes one way yeah almost more like if you were visited by a ghost right like uh right Ghost of Napoleon's not doing anything because he dead because he dead so like but I really like the idea of a 15 year old version and I was thinking of I was thinking earlier about something that could be cool is, um, okay, we get like this person gets this information on the, the morning of their 15th birthday that this is what happens. And even though I really love musicals that are are stories that are like very short in scale, the musical could potentially follow the year, the year that this person has this power because you only Does this only work for when you are 15? Yeah. Oh man, what a bummer! Uh huh. To, to to have this to have this thing pop up and then and then I was thinking, gone. wouldn't it be cool as like a big huge moment at the end that like at eleven fifty nine because of just like the way the portal works, they get to talk to themselves at on like the morning of their fifteenth birthday and remember like because if this this like access has become like a burden, they could look back at like when it was fresh and new like because I think the kernel of being able to talk to yourself at different points is still something that resonated with me and I think voters and like listeners which is like it would be neat to talk to like your six-year-old self um so here's okay here's an here's a thought and this is the time loop of it all potential spoilers for the musical that's not written yet (laughs) (laughs) um it would be really cool to have this information come to this 15 year old, like the reveal comes from someone and they do not know who they are. It's just like, for whatever reason, it's like murky. They can't see them, whatever it's, they're wearing like a, it's a hooded figure basically. Uh And then by the end of it, they realize like, Oh, this was me. Yeah. This was me having gone through this entire year coming back to, to like, to start it. 
That's it's, cool. And, and they realize by the end of it, like, they get all these lessons, I guess, at the very end that they don't understand. And right. it's like, they're like, like, it is a, because this is a coming of age story, it's like, this figure is going to sound very wise and not 15 years old. And that's why I think it will be like a misdirect. Yeah. Like, even if they're doing like a fun voice or whatever, it's uh-huh. like, who was that weird old man? And then by the end, they realize like, oh, I actually have learned all these lessons and the thing that set me on this path was myself, was me coming back like just one year later. That's cool. Um, that kind of gives us both of columns where, where, because I do, I think like it gets too tricky. If it's like, you can talk to your 34 year old self, but they can't tell you too much. You can talk to your six year old self, but don't tell them too much. It is very funny to have this idea of like meeting a 15 year old Einstein and like all the fun and games we can have with who comes through, but at their, their 15 year old self. But I love this runner that one of the people who comes back all the time, this mysterious person who's like, I'm a relative. I'm a relative. I'm like, this is a power that we've been able to access for generations. I'm your, I'm your, I'm your ancestor. Uh huh. But they, exactly. they just keep saying ancestors. Like, okay, but who are you though? I'm your ancestor. ancestor. <laughs> I'm from law. I'm from far long ago. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Um, yeah, that's really funny. This dumb. And the, and I think it's, that's funny too, because like, wait, this person sounds wise half the time, but half the time they're saying like bananas shit. And it's just cause it's like a kid trying to like not break the timeline by being like like lying a lot of them like yes i'm from far, like doing a voice from i'm far from away. back when we were in the motherland i am i am from the old country the country um, czechoslovakia yes <laughs> which side are you from mm, <laughs> let me check with my grandma i mean i'm being called away i'm being called away i must go that's funny. And it's funny if that happens on, huh. there is something also fun if like that's a, it, it, the 1159 of it all happens when there's like 20 minutes left. And the last 20 minutes is this person trying to remember all of the times that they went back. Uh-huh. And like having to do that because that's like pretty, spe- it's like, oh my if we've God, seen them. Yeah. If we've seen them multiple times, it's like, oh, fuck, what did I? And there's sort of like a um, uh, a noises off quality to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Where like weird stuff would have happened in every time they came by, but we only saw the one half of it. And now it's like, Ugh. wait, why are you why are you wearing a big feather boa or uh, like whatever? I love that. Um, okay, well, we seem to be, uh, I, I think I, I think we should go down the path of three of these. I think I, I think I do want to remove love island phantom from this list not because i don't think it's great but but my thoughts on because i i do think it's a deeply deeply funny idea and i would love to see it um it's i do think it would have to be not in a bad way but i do think like the perfect love island phantom musical which i feel like is a great fringe show specifically is i think pretty horny and pretty sexy and pretty like in the same way that like that's Love Island, right? If you're going to do that, oh, you yeah. have to do that. Um, I do still think we should do it, but if like we're crafting the like most off-booky musical of it all, I don't think it's that. That's just the thing that I think is very funny and that we maybe should do at some point. <laughs> but Yeah. Also, you definitely like, have to address that in season one and two, they are all just having sex constantly while sometimes bef- even talking to each other. Right, before we realize, oh, people are going to watch the show and there's cameras on us all. And you can actually infer time. what's happening behind that, under that duvet, my friend. Right, yeah, we can tell. Um, Yeah, I think that's fair. So you want to walk down, I mean, for my money, I'd walk down Moon Mart and Bear. Yeah, th- those were going to be mine too. Those, cool. are, those are the, um, but also like if we love Portal, let's just like cut loose and do it. Well, but still there might be things that we like about those other two ideas that then inform like what... L- Let's 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 talk about Bear a little bit. Bear Bear Hibernation College. I love it and also I'm not really sure what it is other than like only because like part of the bit is like they are bears. Yep. And but it is a we forgot that we are bears thing so like for all, for most of it they're not acting like bears they just happen to know that they are bears. Yeah. So it's really just a story of like people at a college or a high school or whatever. Yeah, like college, yeah. While it is closed. 
I think for me, the thing that I like is like a breakfast club quality. Like I was thinking like maybe instead of them not falling asleep, they wake up one day early, you know, like, so, you know, we do the thing that I said I like, which is like, it's only about one night and it's just Mm -hmm. following like in a very, the kids are at night way, following the intersecting storylines of these like four seemingly unrelated bears who become friends because they're the only ones who woke up a day early. These four bears, these teenage bears, for mm-hmm. whatever something that only <laughs> these four care. bears, these teenage bears. Well, I guess we wrote it already. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that really popped into my head. <laughs> these four bears, these teenage bears. It's a great opening line. <laughs> um, have like something wakes them up that for some reason wouldn't wake up adult bears. It only wake up teen bears. Uh, boners, boners. <laughs> they all got boners. Um, and now they're like, okay. These we got four 20... bears, these teenage yep. bears, Added all in. having a sex dream that woke them. There you go. <laughs> is this a whole musical or is it just one song that sort of tells this story? Okay, so here, here's my idea that I said, oh, I just had an idea before we started recording and I said I was going to save for the pod. Okay, Something, this is the pod now. This is the pod now. Something we do like doing that uh, I wouldn't be, um, I wouldn't be against would be that either Portal or Moonmart has some sort of BCD runner storyline that is about like working on the musical at school, which is about bears who are hibernating. <laughs> like I wouldn't mind, <laughs> I wouldn't mind. Or you want to play within a play. I wouldn't mind a play within a play that is yeah. the bear hibernation story or vice, or it could be like Moonmart within Portal. Like if they're, you know, if sure. it presented it sort of organically and there was one more like even higher cons, you know, sillier concept or whatever that didn't feel like we could sustain for 90 minutes to two hours, but did feel but like it, it had a great song. We are bears, these teenage bears woke well, from that, a sex dream. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's great. Sorry. You know I you know I love a D story. Yeah, like a runner. I do feel like if we went with Portal, I think either Moonmart or Bear would provide like a very fun runner if we wanted yeah. it. Like uh Moonmart is funny too, because I'm like, what <laughs> what do you think the past is when you're writing like, you know, you and I have talked about re- writing like a period musical from a period of time that we didn't live in. And I'm sure that a lot of the things that we think about that period is like, well, this is actually not right. This is our modern sensibility being mapped over that. Yeah. So there's something very funny to me about what, <laughs> what two people in the future on the moon writing a period musical about current day earth think was <laughs> like going, going on there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, we for bears. These teenage bears woke from a sex dream they're having. And they're too horned up. It woke them up. Too horny for them to be napping. <laughs> four bears awake for one last night. <laughs> four, four horny bears that go to school. No one else is in the school. Horny bears <laughs> This has turned into something that is uh, way uh, horny. I mean, people don't talk about how horny bears must be. When they wake up, oh my gosh. They Yeah, they've been... So horned up. Just to check, hibernation is not like straight... It's, it's They're not like only asleep, right? They're just you like and I have sleepy. talked about this recently, and I feel like I don't know the answer to this, but I think that must be right. But even still, in bear hibernation, it's, a ma- it's like the full coma version of hibernation. It's like uh, being in a sleep pod. Right, okay. Because these are anthropomorphized bears that walk on two legs. And and in my mind, they're all asleep in the dorm room. So that's like part of the fun. There's like a set piece where they can like walk in on the headmaster who's asleep, you know. Wait, 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 wait. They're all asleep in the dorm room. In the dorm. Like like if you went away to bear college and they'd be like, all right, great fall quarter. Now time to sleep through winter quarter. They're all in this dorm. You don't you don't go home. You don't go home. You go to sleep and then you wake up when winter is over. So that's what's part of like the fun is that they're all together and just like waking up and being like, Oh shoot, we woke up. That's funny. Time to have fun. That's it's a boarding it's a boarding school for bears. Yeah. Okay, this this makes a lot more sense to me. Than them waking up in their home cave and going to school a day early. No, no, not their home caves. And they don't live in caves. They live in houses. They're like the Charmin bears. 
Well, the houses are caves. Okay. They build houses inside caves. Okay. And also on top of the caves. And they're made of, and uh, and they, they do wear pants. Okay. And, shir- and shirts. <laughs> <laughs> they wear pants and shirts. Okay. <laughs> I really okay. hate when I make up a song that stays in my head that isn't part of anything longer. Like, yeah, you can't listen to this. Like. You can't like put it on and get it out. <laughs> no, no. All you have is these four bears, these teenage bears. Look from a sex dream they're having. These four young bears were too horned up. They can't go back to their napping. <clears throat> Spring has sprung, the fun's begun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tell me about Moon Mart. Because I feel like we we both sort of like instantly resonated with it, but we actually didn't talk that much about like story potential. We were both like, let me. Yep. We see the world. Super fun. And that's sort of what I've got. Can I like broad strokes this with you a a little bit more? So like the thing that's fun to me about Moon Mart is like not glitzy future, but like sort of like grungy desert frontier future mm-hmm. 7 7-Eleven future but it's not shiny it's like 7-Eleven of today it, it weirdly has like I feel like banjo energy love it like like what like old like little old west town mm-hmm. not like old old west town but like you know um and to me there's just something about like I want to know like the, the the little girl and her robot best friend and like the shenanigans that they get up to uh-huh with the aliens that just moved in across the street and like skipping, you know, moonstones <laughs> or whatever. Cause again, is this is not like a, this is not like an alien invasion story. You basically is, want like a small town story, even like something that might feel like a small town story in America 150 years ago, but with some overlay of future trappings. Yeah. It's like, it's, I mean, sleepless in Seattle is not sleepless in Seattle. The other one. You've got mail. Yeah, thank you. It's it's like a small bookstore, big bookstore, but with a 7-Eleven and Target. And it's really just about the people that work at those stores. Got it's you. not about like, like, it's not really about, I mean, I guess it is about the future of the, of a small town. Yeah. Um, I just like the vibe feels right. To, it, it is a world that I feel like uh, feels, you know how a lot of our favorite songs and the stuff that we have written are not traditional musical songs in that they don't necessarily forward plot in a crazy way. They are like weirdly tangential and drill downy on little stuff. Yeah. Now I don't know that in a written thing we would necessarily do as many of those. I think you really have to earn them. Sure. Um but yeah, I, I guess I don't I don't this one is mostly vibes for me. I don't know that I have story story other than like I'm picturing mostly like there's there's a little girl, there's a robot, there's her parents, but her parents are sort of like in the background, it's not really like their story. It is sort of like, um, I'm trying to think of what I really like. What I really like about the kids are at night is that it is a, it is a journey that feels very important to them, but it's not really actually about anything. It's about like someone getting, going out to meet their crush and like their crush is the alien that lives across the street. And that's problematic for like Romeo and Juliet reasons that it's like those families don't get along. Sure. Or I love all that um, stuff. I'd also like maybe re-listen to, the Lily Sullivan episode where they there's like twins who grew up in the Walmart. Twin, twins in the Mist, yeah. Yeah, where there's like some vibes of, oh, things got a little bit weird, but it's also a very like small story. I think it involves like, I think there are crushes and stuff. Yeah, but the sci-fi stuff is almost there for like the comedy. Yeah, it's yeah, like, and like I have set, to meet him at set the glo- dressing. At the glo- exactly, like I gotta go to, like my boyfriend works at the Glorp factory. I mean, that's the same <laughs> reason why I like, like the bear thing where it's just like, there's nothing else really bearish about it except for that it's about hibernation. And if this were on stage, people would be wearing little ears. Right. And like in the cafeteria, the things are like this kind of raw meat, this kind of yeah, raw yeah, meat, yeah. this kind of raw Trout, meat, honey. berries. <laughs> Trout, berries, honey. Um, they get stoned and they're just like, God, oh, put that honey on that trout. No way. Yeah. No way. You gotta find honey and trout. Um, yeah. I, uh, I wish there was like a... Um, I feel like to really though capitalize on the sci-fi at all, you uh, 
I really love sci-fi that has like bigger um, world world building or like um, if this is true, what else is true to like a grand scale things. Like the the bad example would be like, oh, this this town is going to be wiped off the map right. in, in a month. And we know it is because like every every 10 years, there's this one meteor swarm that obliterates everything around. And like, for whatever reason, the 7-Eleven has been missed for the last two. But even if the 7-Eleven doesn't get hit, like the town's going to get destroyed. It gets destroyed every 10 years. It's why the town is poor. Because you can't really build anything here in the same way that like, you know, people keep building houses in like coastal areas of Florida that they just know are going to get destroyed every 10 years. But they do it anyway. Um, So it's like really hard for the community to bounce back. Yeah. Like, but there's like the future version of that, which is like, yeah, it's a meteor swarm and it happens all the time. Um, That's cool. Yeah. I don't know. This is like, yeah. I like that for like the why now of the story is like the approaching meteor storm and like, well, it never hits. It never hits. And then is this going to be the time that it hits or what's going to be? Right. Yeah. That's like if it does real bad and if it doesn't, also pretty bad. Like, it's like, we know it's coming and we know it's bad. Yeah. So it's like, how do we, um, but this family is like, yeah, we we're this is our place. We and we're going to we'll rebuild as many times some, as we need to. Yeah. Cause this is what we have. And you know what? To cheer ourselves up, we can always listen to our favorite record. <laughs> These four bears, <laughs> teenage bears, woke from a sex dream they're having. <laughs> This is taking me back to the time we tried to do a musical uh, podcast with the lag of Zoom. Oh, gosh. For several months, and it is impossible. Those were tough days. Great job, Brett. You did such a good job. Brett, great job. Brett Jamulus, great job. Um, Wonder. This might be a short episode, but just in case, here's a break. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back. And we're back. Um, okay. So, I mean, we also don't have to make the decision now. We don't, we can go, we can go down the road on a, on a couple of, we can go, we can go to the lab. Um, we can go to the lab with a couple of these. I do think we're agreed on portal, right? We're going to walk, we're going to walk down that road. Yeah. I, and I also think we could also pause and be like, okay, what were some other like themes? Cause I think we have like the, you know, um, let's, I think we like coming of age in general. And I think we could put that in all three of these stories. I think it is in all three, of which is stories. great. These are all three stories about kids of either high school or college age. Yeah. Which is great. Um, so it's a coming of age story, no matter what, uh, are there other, like, you know, in, in, like- in 15 year old portal are her state, are the hero stakes in real life? Just, like regular 15 year old story. Is there, is there some like, are her parents getting divorced? Uh, I'm using her because it's um, in my head, but any, any hero hey, will women, do. Women can be protagonists too. <laughs> yeah. If I've learned anything, anything from this modern crazy time, 
<laughs> Her's great. Um, let's do let's do her. Uh, um, is it just I, honest, honestly? There is not enough. Like, I feel like I mean, this is all stories are like tend to be male driven because of the world we live in. So, like, if we're gonna do like a young sci fi story, or sorry, not sci fi portal portals to me feel sci fi. I think it's still sci fi. It's like light. It is, sci-fi. but like that's. It's like light fantasy though, almost, yeah. right? Because like the portal is not. Can we like- pause for a second and talk about Ahsoka, which has like I think it's almost more of a fantasy show than a sci-fi show. Okay, so that is sort of the always trick of Star Wars is that it looks like sci-fi, but Star Wars is and has always been a fantasy show because it's about princesses and knights. And princesses and people with big magic swords. swords. Like, like that is, it is a fantasy show. It is not a show in which things are really ever explained through I guess spoilers things. for Ahsoka, but we watched, have you watched the latest episode? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> Morgan just this, kept going. By the way, this show is baffling to me for like a lot of reasons. Yeah. Morgan was like, I don't know about these whales. I don't know about these whales. Like throughout, he was just like, I do not know about these whales. He's like, the whales are too much for me. And I was like, I know. And I, it's only cause I listened to like ringer podcasts that have prepped me for like, Hey, these whales are coming. Or like there was the vision of the whales in a little bit of, um, are these, season. are these, are these whales star Wars canon? They are, they're in rebels. They're in the animated series. They are a Dave Filoni invention that has already pre- made it pre-existed he star whales. He already made space whales and they appear briefly in the season three of Mandalorian. Grogu sees them out the window and is like, ah. Like, oh, yeah. and people were like, oh, space whales are coming. And everyone knew that it had to do with this Ezra storyline. But I only know that because I listen to podcasts and people who watch Rebels and Clone Wars would know like all this other uh, okay. stuff about like, not Clone Wars, but Rebels. Like, I think like when Ezra and Thrawn like blip away to this other galaxy, it's like on the backs of space whales. Correct. And that's, and that was something that was not clear to me until they told me very, very last minute in this particular episode of this show. Yeah. It's like, by the way, this is how they got there. It's like, well, yeah, then that's obviously the then way. Why do you need this map in them. the first place? Why did this lady have to build this big <laughs> ring if she could have just gotten a star whale? Why didn't she there? just go in the mouth of a space whale? Just get in the Which whale. are named like Purgles or something? Um, I thought they literally called them star whales. Did they not? They may have, but they're called star whales swimming through the sky. sky. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, that was, uh, yes, I've heard that before that it's like, it's actually a fantasy story or it's actually like, uh, it's got much more in common with like Arthurian legend than it does with like, you know, or it's basically in the, in with the first one with new hope, George Lucas was like, what if Dune met Arthurian legend? You know, that was like essentially what he did. And it's great. And I love it, but it is like Ahsoka in particular. I've been like, this is the most with their like Stonehenge witch moment. I'm like, this is the most capital F fantasy I've ever felt watching Star Wars. Yeah, we're doing, they're not even shy. I mean, they, there's a literal witch, yeah. right? They're like, yeah. oh, witches are here now. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. Okay. And even the and way that- Sometimes the magic looks like technology, but like- Yeah. We're doing, we're doing magic now. Right. Um, anyway, this has been Ahsoka Corner. Um, it's actually not <laughs> what we're doing right now, but I just, you know. Yeah. Um. Space whales, they're they're a bit much. Yeah. For me, the space whales and this and space cats are the reason to show up to that show sure. so far. But that's that's a very that's that's Zacharino and his love of the Muppet Henson creature workshop. I I don't even know if it's them, but I, I think like great. the I wanna say they're space, called low cats or something. Couldn't tell you. But maybe space that's because I'm thinking of loquats. Um I like those cats. Um, space, the space cats are good. They're very good. And creatures yeah. like that's, I'm used to that in Star Wars. That's like built into how I watch Star Wars. Give me giant, creatures, give me, give me droids. Giant, like slithery little whales. <laughs> Nicole was like, when the whales did finally blast off, she was like, it kind of seems like those whales just farted their way. Through. Totally. I was like, and I, was, I said something very similar. I was like, and now for their buttholes to glow. <laughs> yeah. Glowy bells and... And they just jumped to light speed. <laughs> Someone needs to re-edit it with that sound. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm curious. Yeah, like, oh, man. I do like Ahsoka more than, definitely more than Boba Fett and probably more than Obi-Wan in terms of series. But I'm Obi-Wan, a little like, yeah, are, no one's getting notes anymore because it just feels like we're doing cuckoo things. 
We're no, no one's getting, no one is giving notes to Dave Filoni and his Star Wars, his Star Wars Um, But it does, it does feel okay. I will say this: having not seen Clone Wars or any of that stuff, and being a big fan of Rosario Dawson, I do not know what I am supposed to think about this Ahsoka person. Okay, so here's something else. Because like, it's like, okay, she's like so cool and like she's the bad Jedi who like doesn't do what the Jedi, like so far she's actually not that for me. For me, she's a Jedi who is very quiet and occasionally mad at her Padawan and like pretty good with two lightsabers. Okay, so some people were like, where's the Ahsoka that we're in love with from the animated shows that's like, she like is claps back and is like mischievous and fun and funny and Rosario she's Dawson, old man she's old man Jedi in yes this. she's like definitely bringing all the charm of cardboard in like the beginning episodes but then you can tell that they were like so you need to be really reserved until you go to the magic in between world and defeat Anakin because in the last like six minutes that she's back from like the nether world now we're smiling. Now she's smiling. Now we got. Now so we got charm. I know. I agree with you. I like. I like Rosario Dawson a lot. I, I. I suspect that was just like direction of like. Well, she's really holding on to this stuff, and she she needs. And literally, Dave Filoni has like called her his Gandalf, and so she literally comes back as Ahsoka the White. She goes and fights like her Balrog of the Deep, and comes back Ahsoka the White, who is now cheerier. But I would say I actually think Gandalf was cheerier as Gandalf the Gray. He's making more jokes. He's smoking more pipes. When he comes Correct. back as Gandalf the White, he's more a little more cardboard. He's a little bit he more is like, traumatized. I've by- seen all the depths of darkness and lived countless millennia. I'm still yeah. a really cool dude, but I'm a little less game for a laugh. I'm a little bit like can we can we wrap this up? Because we got work to Time's do. eternal and I've been in it. Um, yeah. This no, was like I, she was having a bummer time and then she finally fought Anakin one more time and she was like now let's have some laughs and get in a whale spelly. Great. I got to I got to almost kill Darth Vader pre Darth Vader. Yeah. I feel great. Yeah. You pulled me out of the water. Let's party. Let's party. Let's get no. Let's get which I'm here for because I'd rather see this version of Ahsoka. But uh, absolutely. But I'm. But but up until this point, I was like, this is pretty cool fighting. This is. This feels like a writing problem. Yeah. Like I needed I needed you to write her a better character because I know that she's not the problem unless she was very sick. And also Ahsoka is beloved. Like so I'm like Which is hard. Like I get that. Totally. Like, but hard. I'm like, it, she's beloved because she's like fun and like because you had a formula that worked. Yeah, like, <laughs> like she's got a little bit more like Han Solo in her. She's got some like she's got some jokes, she's got some riffs. Also, we don't know what happened with her and Sabine, so I'm like curious what that reveal will do because now she feels, I don't know. We don't have to talk about Ahsoka anymore on this, the, the scripted musical process. But But you know what is good sci-fi is foundation. Okay. Which is Take your word for Isaac, Isaac Asimov's Foundation trilogy. It is a weird show, but it does some really cool, straight up sci-fi stuff is going on in that show. That that book is like the cornerstone of a yes. lot of modern sci-fi. That much I know. It's it's a little bit of a tough hang. I bounced off it a couple of times before I finally was like, okay, yes, yeah, so now I will read all three. Yeah. Um, but it's um, what's his name? God incredible actor man from an incredible actor family of men oh boy and now, now i'm thinking of the expanse which he's also in which is also a great show oh i can't help okay, you in this what moment. is this po- what is this podcast about this is though? um these bears, these teenage bears woke from a sex dream they're having i want to sing with you but i can't because the internet i know um okay know. so we'll 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 think of like It'll be interesting if it really is. Hmm. If you follow a whole year, you'll have. We're talking portal. Yeah. yeah, I'm back to portal. If you follow a whole year. That's where I think we should be. If you follow a whole year in someone's life, you have to like think of a specific overarching story or. um, Now, Now, the great thing is that it's not just necessarily a calendar year right it is the year that they are 15 right which can start and end at any time that's right so i so the event that they are like building towards could be a february event or like it could be a prom it could be i do think we should do 
high teen stakes, low world, like high emotional stakes. Like if it is a prom is like the obvious, though maybe not necessarily the example that we want, but if if it's like 15, what grade are 15 year olds? Also, it doesn't have to be 15, right? It can be, it can be anything. Sophomores. Um, They're sophomores. They're the back half of their freshman year and the front half of their sophomore year. Yeah. Is 15. Teen Portal is a pretty good name for a musical, though. <laughs> and it's sort of all on the tin <laughs> with that. Teen Portal, a portal for teens. Teens, Teen Portal. <laughs> I was a 15-year-old portal. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yes, I think it could be... It could be the night before a first day of school, the night before a last day of school. Um, can be the it could be a first date, like an actual first date, yes, like of any kind, yes. Um, it could be, yeah, it could be school. Did you see or read? Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. No, it's great. Um, but it, it's sort of I think a year. Um, I'm trying to think of other stories that like go through a year. Obviously, you don't have to like you're not like showing every day you're showing like big moments, but it would be the kind of thing. I think that like for arc purposes, it would be nice if this person knew this thing was coming and has spent the greater part of a year, like preparing for and thinking about it. I mean, it could even be an evolving thing, right? Like the first time they go to the portal could be because they have a first date and we could be navigating like the first year of a teenage relationship. Right. And all the sort of like, like there's the first, you know, just the things that would have happened over that first thing, whether it's like fights or Christmas for the first time or meeting parents or blah, 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 just as a, <laughs> as a child. Yeah. Um, but strangely, maybe it's because of your and I's famously platonic working relationship. We don't do romance stories a ton. That's, that is not what we are drawn to. Right. Like, I mean, um, my other thing is like, it's her first year at a new school. Like it's her first year in a new town. It's her first year. Like there's something about like the first year. Like I think a ro- uh, dealing with like beginning romance is really fun and, and rich. It doesn't necessarily have to be like the A story. The A story. Yeah. I'm with you. I agree. Um, um, yeah, first year in a new school is pretty good. Coming in sophomore year is weird because everyone else was there freshman year. And there's a lot of sort of like different hurdles that would pop up along the way. Like initially it would be like trying to join clubs. And once you did, like if we're doing the like, you know, the version that you and I know the best, <laughs> it yeah. would be like, okay, I'm going to join. First, I just want to see if I can make friends. And I'm going to do that at a theater club. It's like, then there's the fall play. Then there's the spring musical. And then there's the, you know. There's also, sorry. No, go for it. Um, I'm thinking we could do the timeline wise, we could do the inverse of Rent where act one takes us through like a fun, like fun and games, but building towards like, maybe there's about to be an issue here towards like an act break that covers like 11 months of her having this power. And then the last, the second act is like the last day she has it, you know, like so that they're, right. get, you know, like rent. The first act is like all that Christmas Eve. And then the second act is like, it spans a lot time. of time. And I think and that's I think one of the reasons why act one is better. And so, but so we could build, we could build upward in our, in our timeline. So like act one is kind of like, it's similar, I think in timeline-ness to Dear Evan Hansen, um, where like the first act is like, you're learning, you're learning this con that he's doing. You're like following this emotional stuff. And then the second act is a little bit more like small in time. Let me pitch. I think what you were describing is similar to what we were talking about earlier, which is if the first half of it is actually the entire year up until the last day. And on the last day, she realizes all the help that she has had from future self realizes it's her. And so the whole second act is her having to go back and be the teacher for the first act. Yeah. I do like that. I wonder if that, I wonder if you need to present the very specific final big problem that feels very high stakes with the version of the hero we've been following. Imagine this is like a four act structure. I wonder if that reveal is the midpoint of act two. So that like, right. Because if it's the midpoint of act one, if, 
Yeah. I, yes. I, I think I agree with you. I'm just going to voice this out loud to, to work through it in my head. The, you want uh, act one to uh, like stage musical style, act one to act two break. It's fun to have a reveal there. So in my head, I was like, oh, the reveal that it's been her the whole time is good. But I think you're right. I think that arc actually is like still building towards the reveal of the main problem. And then it's sort of the act three twist, which is like, we've solved it. We solved the big thing. Oh, fuck. Right. This, the reason we solved the big thing was because we had help from ourselves. Now we have to be the help. How the hell are we going to do that? Yes. I think that that feels right to me is like the act. Me too. Me too. The me break too. into the intermission is like, uh oh, things are getting weird. Things are going really bad. And then they get worse and worse and worse. They get, oh, a high point. Oh, now I have to save myself, which is great. Yeah. Um, I think I'm ready to, I think, I think this is the one. It's just what I'm sort of. This is feeling. the one. Um, I, I think this is the one. That's great. I I like it too. I think we should, you know, as we always do, back pocket these always these other two ideas. I mean, look, I'm all for her like joining a drama club and having the drama club be putting on their production of Rent, but everyone's a bear. Like they're Obviously. trying to make it their own. <laughs> <laughs> like these four bears, these teenage bears, don't pay rent in their apartment. <laughs> Uh, They're not teens, I guess, but maybe they are now. Oh, man. And then we get to do the other thing. I, yeah. If the second act is basically like all one day, oh, that would feel that's so good for stakes and pace like, and like truly like a noise is off. Yeah. Day. Oh, that'd be so great. Yeah. And then you, this is going to be good. It's going to be freaking good. Yeah. Okay. So um, it is so it is so funny because the one thing that off book almost never lets us do is build in really satisfying like reveals and shifts. Although when because we those, do, when you improvise one of them, it's the, it's, it's the freaking like miracle. your whole body becomes confetti and you're like, ah! <laughs> it's the best. I just, I think I wrote about one in an article that we just did, but you and I did a live show that we lost to time. Right. Cause the tech was so bad. Right. But you and I, um, where was that show? DC. Was that in- it was like at the Kennedy center. We were in the smaller room. Is that the one you're thinking of? Maybe I can picture the space really well because it was flat and we were surrounded on three times. I think it was in the same leg as the Texas tour, weirdly, mm. but it wasn't in Texas. Hmm. So maybe it wasn't. Memory is bad. But we did this one thing where you and I realized that a character that one of us had playing, been playing the whole time was actually a character the other one of us had been playing in disguise. Oh, man. Uh, and like you and I realized it like right before the audience realized it and did like a cool like womp, 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 womp thing. On st- and it was like, oh, yeah, it was such a magic trick. I think it was DC. And I think, yeah, yeah I think it was like was a it like a weird corporate takeover story. Oh, I'm something? picturing that story was about like it was like a young queer love story between two boys and their dads were helping them like stay together. Their dads were like very invested in their, their young um, gay sons finding love. God, I do not. Yes. And I, I think, think I'm thinking it, of a different one. Okay. never mind. Then it might've been, so cause it, I feel like there was a moment where there was like, Oh, you actually, you know, like it was like the dad has been here the whole time being like the new friend who's like, you should go for it. But maybe this was I'm wrong. one where we, we did a song about skee-ball Boy, and we did a we did a ski ball dance early on in it, and I think there's, there's just been like, so many damn musicals over three hundred, as you there's know. There's been over three hundred of them, famously, but um, still to come. These four bears, these teenage bears. It's not rent, cause then they'll sue our butts. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, this is great. And for, okay, these came back to back and then hopefully we'll have some tour episodes for you. In reality, what's going to happen now is Zach and I are going to go like be true writers about this and try to like, you know, beat out a more, a more specific outline. We have to break this in a way that will be truly uninteresting audio. And probably take like a week or two. It's going to, yeah, we're probably, the next episode will probably not come a week from today. Correct. Um, Um, Unless we have a tour episode ready. Uh, but bear with oh, us, right. bear with us as you always do, because we never forget that you are bears. Um, bear with us. <laughs> and uh, I think um, keep your ears open because I think that episode, I, our idea is to make it um, themed around breaking an opening, an opening number. Just to, yeah, and obviously we'll also we before we do that we'll have to sort of break the story in yes. general. I don't know if it's more interesting to reveal that in advance or to just sort of like work through it. 
it's probably more fun to listen to it and like learn it as it goes rather than to know the whole story in advance. But uh, that's also not the writing process. So I don't know. We'll think on that and come back. <laughs> oh, I get what you mean. Yeah. Um, we will have to know the whole thing though before we dive, yeah. dive into the dive into the opening. Uh, but that'll be fun because it might involve actually like breaking music ideas, yeah. um, which is still we do sort of disparate in the way that we actually work. But um, but we, you know. You'll hear it. We're fi- well, we don't know what it is, but we'll figure out oh, something that you're going to hear. Um, if you came- thank you for coming with us on this journey. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for everyone who voted or um, had a comment. Uh, we really do value your opinion. Um, we're trying to split the difference between making sure it's something that we can feel very passionate about to keep moving and also take you along with us. Um, yeah, and this, this honestly, the polls and the feedback and everyone that wrote comments about stuff, that stuff was really in. It's always great for us to know like what resonates because all of these ideas are like deeply funny to us and I stand behind each one of them totally. in like various ways. Um, but for this project, I do think we're I do think we've landed on in a really good space. Love it. Um uh if you're listening to this, the penultimate episode of this season of Play It by Ear comes out today. It's um I believe it's an episode where you watch my brain fully turn to goo. If you've been it's saying, wow, Jess has broken a lot this season, oh, wait for this week's episode where I truly get to a point where I can't speak. If you've there watched the trailer, a, it's where I say, Jessica this is the dumbest a, thing I've ever thought of. Jessica has a chorus in this one that is one of the single funniest things I have ever heard <laughs> in, in my life. And Rashawn and I are in it also playing um, some classically, vaguely European people. We love it. Uh, who also had there is a there is a recurring motif in this one that I think is um extremely funny. And in case we don't listen, in case we don't talk to you before the one after that comes out, which is also possible, um, thank you for all of you for listening to the season of Play by Ear. It's been uh on dropout watching, not listening. It's been I hope you're doing both. Make, I hope you're doing both. It'd be weird to do it muted, but also you do you. You freak. <laughs> but yes, um, also the finale episode with Philip Labus and Mary Lou is also just like a dream it's such a dreamy one it's it's maybe story-wise the most like structure-wise the most satisfying we we love it. we love it we it, i love it i love also, both these episodes so much this the ninth one is like fully bonkers and the 10th is so, like it's oof. so funny rashawn is so great in it the 10th like has a sticks song a landing. i have been singing for weeks in my head Ooh. um oh i know what it is Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay yeah um well anyway we love you all thank you so much for continuing to stay on this journey with us thank you if you came to see a live show thank you for coming to uh, into the shop and getting merch the digital shop hello ding ding um <laughs> thank you sean matthew leary for all the work you've been putting in on both helping us with promo and the merch thank you brett for editing this it's always great to talk to you in the way that we only do anymore through <laughs> sending you podcasts kiss 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 And as we say at the end of every episode of On Book, the scripted musical process, these four bears, these teenage bears, woke from a sex dream, they're They're having. See you in a couple weeks. (laughs) 